throughout Britain, men and women are foregoing the 9 to 5 jobs introduced during the Industrial Age as they embrace new technologies within the digital revolution. And these two chaps are here to help. Welcome to the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, the show about mindfulness and entrepreneurship in the digital economy. With your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Happy Snoo Year, everyone. Snoo Year. Snoo Year. It's a snoo thing. I mean, new thing. It's 2015. I'm morbidly obese from Christmas eating. Nice. Jem is as well, but he won't admit it. No, I still got the abs. <laughs> I never had abs to begin with. <laughs> Welcome to a new era of powerful nonsense. Hello, everybody. Welcome to 2015. How does it feel? How does it feel? And if you're listening to this in the future, welcome back to 2015. To the past. You're a, you're a history, you're, a you're an archaeologist picking up digital relics from the past. Oh, that's, that's quite beautiful, actually, Jim. Well, you know. <laughs> so we've got some cool things lined up, but I'm going to start with, because it's New Year, and it's kind of our New Year's resolution, I feel, as podcast producers. We've it been is. talking about consistency for a while. And we've sussed it. We've sorted it out. So, from now on, episodes are going to be going out every Friday. At 9am. At 9am. You didn't tell me that. But at 9am. Yeah. That's GMT. Right? Mm-hmm. Greenwich Mean Time. So, if you're not based in England, then it's probably going to be a different time. Just in case you didn't know how time zones worked. <laughs> and you can Google that. Yeah. Because it... <laughs> I'm not going to calculate it for everywhere. Because that would be silly. But... London time, Greenwich Mean Time, 9am every Friday. Powerful nonsense in your ears. Oh yeah. So Wayne, on our first consistent episode which releases at 9am on a Friday. On Friday the... Uh, uh, we're crap at maths. Um, uh, 9th. That's right, Friday the 9th. Yeah. This is the first 2015 episode. Yep. And actually, I was saying to you when you sent me the notes for the the show and the ones that the subjects that we said we were going to do planning ahead as we now do as we now do (sighs) we've become so (laughs) organised we've kind of got a bit of a New Year's trilogy on the go it is it is I think Um, and we're going to start off this year (gasps) oh my god we're going to start off this year with a year in review episode from us yeah, so we're going to sort of look back at what happened last year and sort of share what we've taken from it, what didn't mm. work, what went right. And mm-hmm. it's sort of based on another podcast that we're both massive yes. fans of called yes. um, The Foundation. Is it Starting, starting from, from Nothing? Yeah, Starting from podcast. Nothing by The Foundation, guys. Mm-hmm. Great podcast that you found from back in, what, 2014? No, 2013. No, 2013 I was listening to that one. Yeah. yeah. So initially, I would say we're probably going to... You should listen to this one first and then go back and Obviously. listen to that one and I think it's a great a great thing mm. to do for anyone who I mean everyone's already probably got news resolutions yeah but if we go by a statistic it's probably already gone so <laughs> <laughs> it's funny I wrote a blog post yesterday um, about not so much about news resolutions but I pretty much opened the blog post saying so we're about five days in so you've probably broken all of your new year's resolutions by now <laughs> exactly so we're here to sort of okay let's set some new ones mm-hmm. and um, ones that are actually not so much goals, which you'll find out. Well, I don't... Well, this is the thing, because I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions as a concept. No. I But, but and I say this in the blog post as well, um, 
it is definitely a time for reflection and kind of looking at what you want your next year to be like. But I'm not like one for like, I'm going to lose 50 pounds. I, I do think the good thing about it is, you know, when you say, well, a lot of people together, if everybody in society is saying they're going to change something for the better, mm-hmm. then you might as well get worked up into that hype if it gives you an impetus to kind of go and That's make true. a change. So That's true. Because I see a lot of cynics on Facebook these days, like, <laughs> new year, new you. Oh, yeah. Bullshit. I think that was me that shared that, but... Yeah, well, you're one of those. <laughs> anyway, so this is only going to be, like, based on a section of the Foundations episode, which actually, I don't know if they've redone what they did last Not year. Not yet, they have But we've used the episode from last year. I think it's something like the 6th of January. Yeah. Which is the day we're recording this. How weird. That is strange. The 6th of January, 2014. Um, they do... They basically take you through the process where they where you review the year so you look back at each month of the year what happened in that month what you felt good about what you felt bad about blah 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 um, and then you look at kind of what lessons you've learned from that year before you then start thinking about year next ahead. year yeah. so this section is really like what we have learned from all the good and bad things that happened last year yeah and we'll probably just sort of share our learnings with you and then you can kind of get an idea of how we did the process and for me, that part of the process was probably the most important because like I said to yeah. you before we started the podcast, I think it's a good way of sort of letting go of that baggage from the previous year. Mm-hmm. Like if you've got things that you thought, oh, that was really bad that happened last year, I never want that to happen again. It's kind of like the Martini always says, like whenever there's a bad thing, that you, you're only focused on the bad thing, but there's always an upside to mm-hmm. it. It's just that a lot of people aren't aware of that upside. Mm-hmm. So I guess we should uh, kick off. Let's crack on. So we were talking before we hit record. Shall we do this one at a time? I've got more, so I should probably start. Yeah, that sounds fine. And then I'll have a couple probably left over at the end if I don't manage to cover them already. Yeah, no, that's totally fine. So let's do that. Okay. So my first one is to not let people should all over you, which I know I have talked about in a previous episode. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was something that I learned in the latter half of last year. Really, when my my circumstances changed and I wasn't around the same sorts of people, um, and I realised that actually I was making decisions on what I felt I should do, not based on my gut instinct, which is incredibly powerful and incredibly important for everyone, not just mine. <laughs> my gut instinct is amazing. Well, we have such a larger gut, Wayne, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Your instinct is... No, that's just turkey. Oh, okay. <laughs> still, still processing it. Yeah. But could you give us sort of like an example then was of someone who did shit on you or not like the person don't shame but kind of put it into so perspective so his name is his name is Jem and that's why I'm still doing the podcast because he told me I should <laughs> no, um, no so um, so basically the main example of it was with regard to my acting career with someone who I was very close to and I do trust and I do love them dearly um but it was a scenario where I was making choices about my career based not on what Wayne thinks should be done, but rather actually what I'd always sit there and go, so what would they think about this? And then make a decision based on what I thought they would think. And quite often we would have conversations where it would be like, well, actually, Wayne, what you should do is this, 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 and this. And I'd even be there like, "Mm, no, I'm not sure that is right, but I'd do it anyway because I trusted them and took their advice and I value their opinion. But that doesn't always mean that they are right. I think a lot of people have that issue though. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got parents always saying, okay, you should do this or you, I mean, you should go for certain things, but why do you think you at that time last year were more susceptible to that sort of letting people should all over you um, and what changed to sort of make turn that around 
Um, I think it was a feeling of um, loss or I don't know. It, it was just a feeling of not being sure, basically. Do you think you didn't sort of value your own opinions enough? I think I'd got to that stage, yeah. Whereas, I mean, you've known me for years now and I was always the sort of person that was like, no, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah, and set the standards. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, I did the Sally Hogshead thing with the where it like defines the type of person you are and um, I was made up of the rebel and prestige. Mm-hmm. Qualities, which basically means that I'm a trendsetter, which basically means doesn't mean that I'm cool, but it just no. means that I will do what I want to do. I won't mm-hmm. demand anybody's kind of approval. I'll just do it, and I hope that people respect that. I think a lot of you. I think as well back to last year was there was a lot of changes for you going oh, on. I mean, coming to London, there's a lot of pressures that you're already facing. So usually when things are up in the air and you're kind of feeling mm-hmm. a bit stressed about things, it's more often that you kind of look to others to kind of guide you because you're not feeling yeah. stable yourself. Yeah, and I think this is where actually this year has been such a significant year for me because I'd been in London for two years by the mm-hmm. start of... Well, two and a half years by the start of 2014. Um, and I'd only just finally sort of got my feet on the ground. Yeah, I think last year you actually settled. You yeah. felt like, okay, now you're a Londoner, you're, yeah. you've got things going, there's definitely. the income safe now, there's not this fear of, okay, well, this won't it work? And yeah, definitely. definitely. So, yeah. Yeah, so what's one. your first one? My first one is quite, um, it's horrible to talk about. It was about basically in the beginning of last year. Obviously, last year was my first sort of year doing the whole entrepreneurship thing, kind of going self-employed and earning money for myself. And at the beginning of the year, I got, um, like a client came through, someone passed me over a client and they wanted a website done. And I wasn't specializing in particular websites, but I knew my cousin, he made websites and he was based in Turkey. And so I basically took on this client. And the main reason I took on this client, which is a really bad reason too, is because at the beginning of the year, I think it was January, they said, look, I've got this much. It was like a couple of grand or something to make a website. And initially being self-employed, the first thing I thought was quick, I need to get some sort of income in. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I sort of said, okay, I'm going to do the website. I'm going to get it done. And initially I was thinking, wow, my first like website gig to do for somebody, it's quite a high rate pay. Mm -hmm. I've never done this before. So I was like loving it and well excited about it. Later did I re- little did I realize that say six months, seven months down the line, I'm still communicating with this person what they want, wants changes, wants this, wants that, and it literally in the end I when I finally got that money through that I got paid for doing it, I was like, was it really actually worth all that time, all that back and forth, mm-hmm. all the stress communicating with my cousin, trying to get someone to do this, like so many people trying to make one thing happen and then in the end the client got their website whether they like it or not that's a different matter i think i did the best i could with the situation i don't think they completely knew what they wanted and so for me that was a really that really stressed me out in the beginning of the year because i was just starting this thing sort of trying to work for mm-hmm. myself being an entrepreneur and bringing in some income for myself and initially taking it on on the base of i need the money i need cash flow was probably like the worst thing i could have done so what have you learned the thing I learned from that is don't do things just for the money alone. I know if you're kind of an entrepreneur, you think, okay, I need that quick win or I need that bit of cash flow coming in quickly. But always, I think we spoke about it before, don't just do stuff for the money because mm-hmm. it won't sustain you. You will mm-hmm. get stressed with having that conversation with that person and it will just be a pain in the butt. And that's the main thing I learned is like, stop doing things for money. Even if it's great money, if it's going to cause you a lot of stress and make you feel bad in the mm-hmm. present, often mm-hmm. it's just not worth it. So that was my first one. Cool. So my second one 
Um, and this is more of a um, much more personal one for me, actually, as you as you very well know, Jem, as my confidant. <laughs> um, but this is really about kind of not not convincing yourself of things that aren't necessarily true. Um, I got in a few situations over the last twelve months where I was sort of fabricating. I, I was kind of doing what's the worst that could happen. And then believing that the worst that could happen had happened. Okay. You can't. You, you know what I'm talking about. So give me, give us an example. Um, I don't actually want to give an example. <laughs> I'll give stuff. a kind of example if it wasn't so in a situation because okay. I don't. I kind of get what you're saying, but not completely. So let's say I have emailed a client mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason, and. I've said, right, I need to, I need this, 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 and this. And not only have they not kind of given me this, 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 and this, but they've not responded at all. Mm-hmm. So I then automatically would go, okay, well, what's the worst case scenario? Worst case scenario is that you don't want to work with me anymore. They hate me. They hate me. I'm rubbish. I'm rubbish. Therefore, they don't want to work with me anymore. <laughs> they hate me and I'm rubbish, which is not necessarily the case. All I know is they've just not emailed me back. Mm-hmm. And you've been doing that, or you were going, you were exp- you were actually thinking of the worst scenario. In the I was, end, like. I was thinking of the worst case scenario, and then kind of letting that consume the whole uh, my whole mindset. Saying. So you were just making massive assumptions on things and yes. letting it get to you. Yes, basically. Okay, that's a bad place to be. Yeah, it's a very bad place. To I've be. learned that a lot in the last year. You cannot make assumptions no. on anything. No. Just because someone doesn't text you back for two hours doesn't mean they hate you. <laughs> it usually means they've got no battery. <laughs> but it is common to make that mistake, yes. and and it's natural. That yeah. is actually the way our brains are made up. They look for the danger so that yeah. you're protected. Yeah, exactly. But I've learned to control that. And what, and how and how are you controlling that then? Is it just sort of you then go and tell yourself? Well, what I'm is just, the opposite? I'm just of that, kind or? of going. I'm just basing my emotional reactions on um, kind of the facts that I know, and anything else is like, well, you're not like, like a medium. You're not like, like all a, I all I know is in that scenario they've not emailed me back. That's yeah. all I know. There's actually like a I've read, read a lot of books on anxiety because I've suffered anxiety in the past myself, and there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of methods you can do, like a CBT, where you kind of you're naturally going to think of the worst situation. Mm-hmm. And I think in CBT they have like levels. You have what's the what's the average thing they're probably thinking, and what's the opposite. So most people know the worst scenario. Mm-hmm. If you can say what's the kind of medium scenario, and then what's the best scenario, so that you could you go to the extreme of the fact that actually they're busy buying me chocolates. They're out buying me chocolates because they think I'm the best person on mm-hmm. earth. And so you kind of all right, that's an extreme. I like that actually. But if you go to the extreme, you say, wow, they're out buying me flowers and chocolates. Mm-hmm. And then your worst is they hate me, I'm rubbish. If you meet yourself in the middle, that's usually the safest place to be. And then you actually don't let it get to you too much. So that is a very sort of, they use that in anxiety, sort of CBT. Oh, okay. I might, I might try that one. Um, so what's go. number two Even Wayne's you? getting value. I know. <laughs> what's number two for you? Number two is another bad one. I think I was getting a bit hooked on all the bad things that happened <laughs> last year. So last year, another I had a client that was kind of consistent month-on-month basis doing social media with me. And then um, what happened was after about four or five months, he was just like, look, Jem, I don't think this is working for me. I don't really want to work with you anymore. There's no offense. We can still be friends, but it's just not something I want. And initially, straight away, my heart was hurt. I was like, oh, God, I'm going to lose every one of my clients. Like, mm-hmm. if I've lost one, I must be offending every other one. I must, like, they must hate me. Like, I must be rubbish at what I do. This is terrible. And then I looked back and I was like, actually, what I've done here is I've, I've just, of course, you naturally attack yourself when you do something, what you think is wrong, you lose something, you think, okay, there's something wrong with me. 
And so what I had to do there was actually say, well, actually, no, my other clients haven't left me yet. And it's kind of, again, like what you said mm-hmm. there, it's like we all have that fear, it's like reframing things that aren't as bad. Maybe he just didn't have the money that month. Maybe he didn't understand that social media is a long game. It's not going to get results in five months. Mm-hmm. And again, I had to learn that myself and then be comfortable saying, no, no, I am valued. And maybe, okay, I lose one client, but I'm going to gain two. And so that for me was a, a thing I took on because it was a first sort of client that really literally said, I don't really want to work for you on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fair enough. You have to just let people go. Some people aren't the right fit and you've just got to be comfortable with that. That's interesting because actually I'm looking at my points, some of my points. And actually the way you frame that now, I'm going, actually, yeah, I've definitely one of my upcoming points is similar to that. Yeah, I think I think everyone year on year has certain. They're all aspects of being human, and I think they all fall into. We all got like this fear of our own insecurities or people not liking <laughs> us. We're all bloody. You just yeah. look at it, it's psychology, really. I'm sure as we go through, we'll see more of these. Yeah. So, do you want to hit your third? Is your third one? Yeah. Yeah. Although actually, I'm looking at it and thinking I kind of it's almost the same point as I made last time. Okay. Um, which was silence doesn't equal rejection. Yeah, which is kind and we've already covered that, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to move on to the next one, which is the one I was looking at, which I think is kind of linked to what you've just said, which is sometimes you need to let go of people. I've said the people closest to you, but the main reason I've put that is because I personally have had to um, kind of let... Dog's going crazy! Excuse uh, the dog. Excuse the dog. Um, let some really close people that I've been friends with for a long time um, out of my life, unfortunately. Um, for better or for worse I, I think better which is why it happened um, but just because as I've said this year has been a year of transition for me significantly um, and yeah people just weren't kind of going on that journey with me um, and were sometimes hindering it so I had to say look I can't I can't spend time with you anymore and sometimes it's best for both of you like if a relationship between two people or your client and yourself or a friend and yourself is just not working you're not it's no longer benefiting either of you not that you just get into a relationship to benefit each other but it's got to be something that's kind of mutually mm. i don't know good for both of you and so sometimes you do just have to cut it back and sometimes cutting that person away or that client away gives you the chance to kind of go and again go into yourself mm-hmm. develop yourself and who knows they'll come back to you at a certain time so yeah, definitely i think that so your one sort of applying sort of more to the personal relationships yeah. and i think i think i've le- i've learned a lot more personally than i have um in terms of entrepreneurially this year um but i mean it all links together it all links together Definitely. This kind of goes again perfectly into the next point, which is my one, which I think you've also got one very similar as well. It's Mm -hmm. just that this year we've been, for the podcast, interviewing entrepreneurs, we've been meeting people online, I've been messaging people, I've been tweeting people. And in the same sense of like you lose a few people in your life, you also gain changing your mindset and getting around people who are around like really enjoy the same things as you so one thing that was a great thing from last year was just really finding so many interesting especially young people who are just doing things that i'm just like wow it's amazing and you're letting all these new people into your life and you're making great friends and you all think the same and i think you put a point down there as well didn't you was it Mm. i'm sure you said like community i think the the idea of that Mm -hmm. you've got a community now like we've kind of through the podcast, we've made friends, we meet up with people that yeah. we were interviewing and now they're actually close friends and we have a great time with them. And for me last year, it was just great to really sort of add people to my network. And the po- the podcast, I say it to everybody, making the podcast one of the best things I've has been is just to network with new mm. people. Mm-hmm. So that's just been awesome. Definitely. Is that you done? That is me done. Oh, right. <laughs> um... Oh, yes. Yeah. So my next one um, is just allowing people to be who they want to be. 
um, which was actually advice that I was given a couple of years ago, um, but I've kind of learned the hard way that it, it really rings true. And it's one of the best things you can do in a social interaction is just allow someone to be who they want to be. If they want to be an arrogant cock, then let them be an arrogant cock. Just Thanks, don't... Wayne. I really like that you respect me. Yeah. <laughs> and let you be. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So from now on, Jem, I'm just, if you want to be an arrogant cock in front of me, just be an arrogant cock in front of me. I'll just, rather than tell you, Jemmy, being an arrogant cock, I will just instead... Sit with me and just let me be Sit with it. you and just think about what I'm going to have for dinner instead. You know what, I really like this point because I think this point got me into a lot of trouble last year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it wasn't just with you. <laughs> but yeah, being totally honest, I think last year, especially when you start going on this sort of like personal development journey, you start looking at other people and you think, why do you think that way? Or why do you do the things that way? And I love help, all things help. And I think everybody says to me, anyone meets up with me and they've got a chocolate bar in their mouth, they're like, uh-oh, Jem's going to be like, oh, why are you, why are you eating that? Or what, what, do you know he what that's He does eat chocolate bars as well. I just want to let everybody know. He's actually, he, he harps on about health all the time, but I see what you. <laughs> <laughs> we had a piece of He went to New York. Chocolate. Yes, let's not. And, well. Gorged. He did. You know how I'm saying I'm obese because of Christmas. He's obese because of New York. Yeah, it's true. That's what happens in New York, though. That's if let's you do... not. Whoa. No. That's what happens when you want to go to New York and eat humongous meals that are oh, okay. refillable chips, which I did. Okay. <laughs> Just what I very nearly had to rein you in there. Okay. Anyway, back to the point. But yeah. <laughs> All right, Wayne's back. But yeah, let people be as they are. I think it's really, really good because I think a lot of the time, especially when you're kind of getting into entrepreneurship or development or any sort of kind of, I don't know, yeah, personal development, you kind of want to feel the need to give people advice or mm-hmm. you feel the need to say, oh, maybe you should be doing this. Like that person who was giving you the shoulds in their mind, mm-hmm. they weren't trying to be rude or make something bad for you. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it can be quite destructive. And I think sometimes you've got to give people the space. You can you can be an example. I think that's the best thing you can do. Yeah, You can definitely. say, oh, this is how I am. And they might want to take parts of what is is how you are, but don't try to push things onto people. Yeah, but it's, it's, also, it's also more... Uh, because I've kind of that's kind of my next point but but this I'm more seeing as a don't don't if somebody wants to uh kind of showcase the fact that they know a lot about a certain subject they're if they're clearly trying to do that in a conversation <laughs> the worst thing you could do is say well actually you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> you can try it out I'm pretty sure you'll piss them off I mean you will I mean even if they are wrong yeah like because Obviously, you're not going to challenge someone and go, no, you're wrong, yeah, just to be a yeah, dick. Yeah. Well, you might. <laughs> but, but like, I, I mean more the other way. Like, don't don't take what they very much consider part of their identity. Yeah. And then, like, if somebody... The worst thing somebody can do is tell me that I don't know anything about Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, I'm going to let rip. So I reckon someone should like send you a tweet asking you a question about Star Wars, and if you don't answer it cor- inc- correctly, then I think. Well, it's not that I'm going to get every fact right. Yeah. But, like... but yeah, it's part. I know what you're saying. It's like yeah, I get you. Yeah. That is a really good point. I really like that. And if you've read any of those sort of books on emotional intelligence or how to win friends and influence people, you do not go and just attack somebody. What someone's really passionate about, and then mm-hmm. question them on it. Or, mm-hmm. but yeah, good point. I like that one. Okay, it's um, me next. The other thing, oh, this one I really love actually because this probably made my year last year. And that is actually, um, I had a ex-employee um, that I used to work with who um, literally last week just got in contact with me randomly when I was probably like feeling like, okay, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if I can I can do this. Or maybe I should start looking for jobs and stuff. 
some um, Tracy, a great woman who helped me out so much. If, uh, Tracy, if you ever listen, thank you so much. But somebody just she came along and she literally passed me so much work to do, and she kept giving out my name to other people and literally has passed me on so much work last year, made last year amazing for me. And I think that's one thing I think people don't realise is like, there's so many people you meet and you can never like, you should never like burn bridges with people. Like if you're being the best you can, there's a lot of people in the past that can always come back to help you. And for me, like it was amazing. Like last year wouldn't have been as good if it wasn't for Tracy, for me anyway, in terms of being self-employed and going out alone. Mm -hmm. And so that was one thing I really was happy about last year is just knowing that, there are people you influence without you actually knowing you're influencing them or they see you and they want to help you and they admire you. Even from afar, you might not know them or that people want to help you naturally. And so don't go burning bridges with people. Just be the best person you can be. And yeah, that was a great learning for me. It's just that um, people want to help. Yes. Yes, they do. And usually at the time when you need it most. <laughs> it's very true, actually. It's usually when going, how am I going to get through this next month? Yeah, when you're raising Somebody's like, up. yoo yeah, you just get a random call, a random, oh, can you do this for me? Oh, there's a job mm-hmm. that we're available. So mm-hmm. that was awesome. Uh, okay. So we've talked about a little bit about giving advice only when he's asked for, so I don't think I'm going to cover that again. Mm-hmm. Um, so my next one is um, I've written down community leads to growth. Yeah. Which I guess is, hmm, I'm repeating myself a lot with these points, I've realised, because this is almost me doing the opposite of, it's basically me saying, okay, get rid of the people that, don't you don't need yeah and then get the people that you do need and bring more of them in closer yeah Yeah. and but i'm i mean also but i guess also this applies in a business sense as well in terms of if you can build a group of people online um or 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 offline or in any business sense where you are leading with an idea um that's ultimately going to lead to obvious growth i mean my production company really changed tactic last year um in the way that we did things and and where we focused our energies and things and okay yes in terms of financially we've probably not actually done any better off in the short term in the long term we've actually built a really significant following in comparison to where we were before Mm-hmm. Um, and you can like if you look at any of the analytics, it's very clear when we change tactics and 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 the difference that it's made. Um, and we've done that through a desire to build community and help other people. Um, and I think, yeah, that's kind. Of, I, I think the main thing with community is we look at our podcast, look at anything. I think having the community well, gives yeah, you momentum. Like we would not be doing this podcast now if I had to do it alone or if Wayne said, no, I don't want to do a podcast with you. It's going to be a lot harder for me to motivate myself. But because we both have an yeah, idea. I've got some bad news for you, actually, John. <laughs> he's handing his I'm resignation done. form. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So we're only doing this because it's something that we both enjoy doing and mm-hmm. we've made a community around it. And there's other people saying we get reviews here and there. Or someone saying, I really like the last episode and it kind of keeps you going. So your community does give you momentum. So it's like mm-hmm. you're starting out, you have to kind of get around people who are kind of doing the things that you're doing. And I think we spoke about that in previous episodes. Yeah, so. definitely. Good one. It's quite nice actually going through these points because oh, I, I think you now. I'm reflecting you, on the yeah, yeah, exactly. You reflect a little deeper because you've got someone else to sort mm-hmm. of vibe it off of. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this was, again, this one relates back to your one of making like um, assumptions of people or trying to, or, or making like dr- like massive changes in your life. So mm-hmm. like for me last year, which you said last year as well, like there was so much growth, so much development, so much change. I think both of our identities have to have shifted with the amount of 
had no knowledge we're pouring in the amount of mm-hmm. new people we're meeting and so last year it was quite um quite uncomfortable for me this is one of the worst things for, for me for last year is that a lot of my actual like my close friends people i've been like friends with since i was like young a teenager were saying to me oh you've changed and uh, not just one person said it a lot of people said it and for me initially i was like well that's a good thing like of course i want to change i want to year on year you should be changing if you if someone doesn't say you've changed from last year to to the next that's that's a bad thing and so what happened was there is that people very close close friends my girlfriend was just like yeah, I don't like how you're currently getting. You're too, you're reading, like you're constantly only focusing on one thing and you're putting too much into it that you're kind of dropping away your friends. You're getting all these new friends who are kind of not kind of targeted towards how you used to be. And so I think, I don't know what your thoughts are, but it just, it shook, it shook a lot of people up and a lot of people were like, this is not the gem that I had two years ago or one year ago. And I'm not quite sure if I like who he's becoming. And I don't know, I was kind of half and because in some senses I was kind of like, well, this is me developing myself, moving towards things mm-hmm. that I think are better for myself. Yeah. And in the same breath, I was like, oh, maybe it's because you're not moving, you're getting shaken up by the fact that I'm really developing mm-hmm. myself. Maybe you're thinking about why you're not developing yourself. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, me, me personally, I have kind of experienced it dif- differently to you, I think, because I think a lot of people that have said that you have changed have said it in a in a negative kind of implication whereas I feel that way. I had got to the point where actually I needed to change I'd got to a point where I'd actually become less of a person in recent years than I was before so I think what nobody, do you mean by less of a person um well I just I just wasn't I don't know I, I since moving to London I had let a lot of things get on top of me and it had deteriorated my personality into a less pleasant one um so I think I had got to the point where I needed to change and actually, although I have changed, I think I've actually become closer to who I was before. So okay. it's almost like I've reverted back to mm-hmm. a better person. So I don't, so people haven't really commented on it too much. They have acknowledged the fact that, you know, I'm, I make more effort in certain ways and things like that. But, but yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I think as well, like obviously it goes back to that assumption as well, because I was changing, the more I wanted to talk to other people about the kind of changes or the things I'm reading. And mm-hmm. and then it kind of felt sometimes maybe that I was being too pressurising on other people in the way I was. And so that is, for, like I say, my one of my themes for next year is that sort of reconnection with people. Because I know, obviously I love my old friends and they're my closest friends. So that was that's my theme for this year and mm-hmm. not, to, not to make assumptions on other people. Yes. Cool. This feels like a real like deep opening of ourselves to people. I know, I know it certainly does, but we'll need to power through because we are running short on the time. So, cool. Uh, my next one is uh, knowing your own value. This is good because now we can cover two in one po- point. Because oh, yeah. I actually and actually that. I've got my I realise that my next uh, point also links to this as well. Okay, so, let's win. Let's get those points. Out. Um. So yeah. So basically. I mean, I talk about the acting industry a lot, but it's a main problem that we have um, as actors where people just don't say, well, I'm worth being paid this much. Um, And I've learned that actually you need to, (laughs) basically. But also, on the flip side, it's also realising that what you consider a basic skill or basic knowledge or anything like that is actually expert knowledge or expert skills to some people and knowing that you have to kind of make the most of that as well. Um, otherwise, you will hinder your own growth. 
Yeah, and I, I think we actually, we did a podcast on that and it's kind of the idea mm-hmm. of like really valuing yourself and like towards the end of last year, I started getting really comfortable with the services I could provide. Like like I said, beginning of the year, I was losing clients. I wasn't having much business. By the end of the year where I started really valuing, like you say, those technical skills, those you've been putting years into those like professional skills. Mm-hmm. By the end of the year when I started to actually value it a lot more and I had these great connections, people coming in to work with me, suddenly I was like, actually, I feel comfortable raising my prices. I want to raise my price. I know I'm worth this much. And for me, that was one of my great highlights of last year is actually being able to charge what I feel I'm, I deserve rather than me charging from insecurity because I'm worried about what the other person thinks or will that be too high or am I good enough to charge that price? So mm-hmm. that was a massive step, which I massively want to take into next year. And just, you can increase your value. Like you're, all, I think a lot of people will constantly undervalue themselves. And mm-hmm. so it's a great point. Yeah, thanks. Cool. And was there something you wanted to tie to that one or was that? I uh, know, I've tied that in already. Nice. Okay, so the next one, I want to kind of talk about this. My one seemed like negative ones all the way, but I've, I think as well the negative things from the previous year always stand out a lot than oh, the yeah, positives. You kind of fly over those. But another insecurity I had at the beginning of last year, which it was really bad, but I was telling everybody, yeah, I'm going to go self-employed and start working for myself. But at the same time, in the evening sometimes, or when I was having a low day, I was feeling down or a client gay like didn't want to talk to me I kept searching for jobs online mm-hmm. I kept just sort of like searching job engines and kind of finding out does this job still exist and if I was to have no no clients or no one wanted to work with me could I still get a job and it, I reckon it didn't take until probably like March or sort of mid of last year that I literally just stopped doing that mm-hmm. and I haven't done it in ages where I just go online and just see if there's a job available just in case things don't work out mm-hmm. and so I don't know whether that was a massive shift in my mentality I and probably why things started to take off when I started saying to myself, actually, I don't need that safety net. Mm-hmm. I know it's there. It's always going to be there. As long as I'm increasing my skills, still doing the things that are valuable and people are paying me to do it, mm-hmm. then I don't have to kind of go back there and kind of keep searching for the jobs as the safety net. So that was a big shift last year. And the last end of the, the end of last year was probably my most successful part of the year. And that could just be because I stopped being insecure and stopped. So I really started valuing myself like the previous point. I'd say so. I'd say so. Definitely. Definitely. Cool. Um, cool. So my next one is quite a simple one, and actually, I don't think I need to elaborate on it all, all that much. Go on. Then. Just always keep your word. If you go, if you say you're going to do something, do it. That's it. Nothing else needs Nothing to be else said. Nothing else needs to be said. Keep your word. Okay, my one. Another thing that I really enjoyed last year is that we got our first speaking gig for Powerful Nonsense, whoop, whoop. and I think for me that was just amazing to see that. Although we do the podcast, we see some people listening here and there, but to actually go out and be face-to-face with young people who we really want to hear this knowledge and like find out about like entrepreneurship, it's just a new way of thinking. Like You don't have to go for it. Some people, it's not. But just to actually see that we can get paid to pass on what we're already passing on through the podcast and being with young people, find out what their worries are, was amazing. And I think that's like really pushed us for this year to do more of that, to do more speaking gigs, maybe hold workshops and really push Powerful Nonsense as far as we can to help as many people as we can. So I love that. I love it. I love it. Uh, So this is one that I've also talked about in a previous uh, episode as well, um, which is that there's a direct correlation between the amount of hard work you do and the amount that your work affects other people. Interesting. So So basically, the more you hustle the more, even even if the hustling that you do is minor procrastination sometimes, mm-hmm. even that is better than not hustling at all. I think there's a difference between hard work and hustling, though. Because hustling, I think you could say like a cleaner works hard, 
but they're yeah. not doing the most hustle which could if if whatever the end goal is of that hustle of that hard work like this is what i spoke about with someone this year and he was saying just because you know, work hard doesn't mean okay you i know get... what you're saying but my when i'm working hard i'm hustling so okay. maybe that's why yeah, it's your definition I link of them hard together work. because because the most work that I do is looking for the next bit of work mm-hmm. like that's the majority of my work time yeah. so therefore I'm also hustling so maybe that's why I link the two but the point my point being is even if you're working hard right even if you're working harder than you were working before or hustling more than you're hustling before either one no matter your definition the more you do the more your work's going to affect other people. Yeah. Makes sense, right? Yeah, it makes sense. Cool. <laughs> Anything else you want to say on that? No, not really. I kind of feel like it's self-explanatory. It almost seems obvious, but I think some people forget sometimes. Yeah, I just think people just shouldn't get tied up with working hard and there's working smart. I know Junior spoke about that a lot yes. last time, so yes. there's a difference in that. There is. the only way I'm thinking. There is, but my point still stands that even if you're not working as smart, as you should be. Obviously, working smarter is better than working harder. But even if you are only working harder, it's still going to affect other people more. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, because I'm all for working smart rather than working hard. Good man. Okay, my last point and the one I enjoyed most about last year is I got to travel a lot last year. Screw you! <laughs> and it's funny because actually last year I probably travelled probably the most and it was my first year of actually being self-employed. So it was like crazy. I was like, actually, I'm working for myself this year, which is great and empowering. And I'm actually travelling the most. And so obviously spending that time with my girlfriend and friends was wicked and I just loved it. Yeah, but do you know where you probably travelled more? Why? Because I was... Because you're not having to request holiday. Yeah, no, that's definitely true, and because I can get definitely cheaper tickets at certain times of the year. Mm-hmm. So that was awesome. So I, yeah, and that's why I want to do more of next year. And I think that's the great thing about entrepreneurship is that empowering sense of okay, there's a cheap ticket this weekend. Go into wherever. Let's just go do it. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully, if that person's available or someone else is available to do that with you. Yeah. So, yeah, want to do more of that next year. And we want to kind of go yes, away this year. We, do. we might That's do a. Are we doing like a uh, powerful nonsense show from abroad? Live from Live Miami from Beach. Magaluf. <laughs> <laughs> Live from Magas. Cavos. <laughs> from Brighton. Yeah, yeah. Wayne's going to be so drunk on air. Yeah, yeah. Brighton probably with our budget. Yeah. <laughs> Cool, so is this your last point or have you No, got I have more? got two more. Oh, Although actually sake. I think we have kind of covered this next one a little bit. Cool. Which is that sometimes a bad event can be a blessing in disguise. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you have to, because uh, you talked about how we focus on the negative stuff, but actually sometimes take a bad event as an opportunity. Um, like I moved out of my house with some very, very dear friends um, who I do miss spending a lot of time with but I also took it as an opportunity to go okay well now I'm living with essentially at the time complete strangers therefore I'm going to have less distractions which means I can actually hustle more and not be distracted from that so I really went all in and it's reaped results wicked um, so my final point I need to read this because this is quite a Some long bloody one. massive paragraph Oh, yeah. So this was actually a really nice thing, which kind of... I mean, my year... It's going to be a nice warm end to the podcast. Yes, yes. Because, I mean, as you all know, to you regular listeners... I know that you are. I ended my year in a long-term acting job. 
Oh yeah. Um, which was great in itself as well. But basically my point is sometimes you might feel like you don't have the support of people um, because when you need them there, they're not there, right? And that's quite often because they're actually unaware of the fact that you need them. But you kind of sometimes just expect people just reach out because you're in need. And that's not always going to happen. But you will eventually discover that actually you have a lot more support from a lot more people than you actually think. And the, the reason this stood out to me was when I actually finally was allowed to announce the fact that I had this acting gig, which was my first fully paid professional acting gig. Um, I broke Facebook, basically. <laughs> my you phone. Your, you didn't get your oily butt out, did you? <laughs> <laughs> but my phone did, just did not stop buzzing with congratulations from people, likes on the posts and stuff. People I haven't spoken to for years were congratulating me. And actually, from that, some people that I haven't spoken to for years, I'm now speaking to on a regular basis because... They were just waiting for you to be successful. They were just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not that I had their support. Yeah. They're just waiting for my yeah. my uh, red carpet opening Oscars exactly. thing so they can Well, join. I'm definitely getting first dibs if you get an extra ticket. I'll, so. I'll, you can be on my arm, Jim. Oh, cheers. With my oily butt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you wish. But no, I think that's a good point. And I think the thing is, though, is, is what I find quite sad, obviously, that people, like, it took, it's great to know you've got support there. And I've, I think what one point you said there is kind of like understand that people are there. Everyone has their own problems going on. Yeah. And they are there when you really need them. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's good to yeah, ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on the other side of that is that I think for you, it's quite a, it's, good to know that people it's just a natural social human reaction mm-hmm. is to know that people care about what you're doing and you're yeah. succeeding and people saying oh you're succeeding mm-hmm. it's lovely to have that much people but yeah, yeah. you can have that belief in yourself all the time oh, yeah, without having uh, recognition oh yeah definitely. definitely but yeah no I think that's really a good point and I think I support you in <laughs> thanks man <laughs> <laughs> so that's it that is it that is 2014 done and dusted and do you know what I like about that episode I know it's we don't really go into ourselves as much and I think we really want you guys to understand who we are and what we're mm. doing just so we don't want to come across like false we want to be as true as possible we want to be mm. as vulnerable as possible we want to yeah let you know <laughs> who we are vulnerable. Wayne's crying he's got tears rolling down his face <laughs> <laughs> I think that was my chilli omelette I made him this morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah I forgot to wash my hands and now I have chilli in my eye but anyway <laughs> so that is the first episode of 2015 done Done, dusted. dusted. And 2014 is done and dusted. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. It's just the past. It's 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 gone. So yeah, I think this. If you do this process and just look back at last year, the highlights, the lowlights, and just look back and balance them out using that sort of system that I said, balance them out. There was a good mm-hmm. in everything you did mm-hmm. last year. I mean, there was a bad. There was something that bad happened from doing some good, and there's something good that happened from doing bad. It's always a balance. There's mm-hmm. always that yin and yang, and we are. Our, our Zen Buddhist ways that you've just got to kind of balance it out and it's a good way to let go of 2014 and really move into 2015 with a lot more energy yes definitely cool so that's it yes it is so we were don't forget don't Friday 9am GMT yup that's yeah that's your next episode after this one yeah and we want your support we want your questions we want your feedback so email us you can email me at wayne at powerfulnonsense.com. Or me at gem at powerfulnonsense.com and that's spelled G. I was going to G-M. G. I'm, I'm even no. spell my name now. C-E-M. 
Brilliant. Twitter. 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 Oh, at Wayne underscore Ingram for me. At C K Y I L D I Z for me. Yes. Wonderful. And leave those iTunes reviews. Yeah, we love them. We do. We actually really enjoy reading them. Yeah. Makes us feel all warm and fuzzy inside. So long as it's a nice one. We've not had any bad ones actually. Five stars. I have now just tempted fate. Mm-hmm. Cool. We want to keep this short, so we're yes. going to love you and leave you. Hope you got something from that episode, if it wasn't just a opportunity for us to kind of uh, be emotional on it. <laughs> Very emotional. Yeah. But cool. So, we will see you next Friday, 9am GMT, or whenever you listen to the episode. Have a great week, weekend, day, whatever, night. Bye. See you later. Bye.